Okay, so you are listening to the Mido podcast. I am Ashley. And I'm Megan. And today we have a guest. Her name is Abby Bartlett. She resides in St. Louis, but she's a grad student at the University of Wisconsin, and she's getting her PhD in biochem. Hi, Abby. How are you? Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, Yeah, we're excited to have you. (laughs) Um, So Abby actually reached out to us over Facebook, which is exciting. We usually get a lot of people reaching out to us through email or Instagram. We don't usually have that have that many people that reach out to us on Facebook. So it was exciting to get your message. We were a little late getting to it because we had no idea we had a message. (laughs) Um, But so we were happy that you you reached out to us and we're happy to have you on. So we're just going to go ahead and jump into kind of our first question. What kind of relates you into why you're on the Mito podcast. Um, So you are getting your PhD in biochem, and I know that you had um, some education in mitochondria and and an interest in it, and you've worked with Mito families before. What kind of got you on that path? Like what started that? Um, for sure. So um, before before I started grad school, I actually didn't have that much background in mitochondrial biology. Like, of course, you learn about, you know, the powerhouse of the cell in undergrad. Like I was a, a biochemistry major in undergrad. And like, so I had familiarity with mitochondria and the kind of like pathways and processes that are inside. Um, but it wasn't until I actually started grad school and I decided to join a mitochondrial biology lab for my PhD work that I really got to learn more about mitochondria and the role it plays inside the cell. Um, So I think, um, of course, I'm probably a little biased because of (laughs) because of studying it now, but I really think it's the coolest organelle and probably the coolest part of the cell. Um, There's just a lot more to it than what people think originally. Like when people hear the powerhouse of the cell, they have an idea about it, but there's actually a lot of processes inside that are really cool. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I didn't know anything about mitochondria. Like pretty close to nothing when I first got Andrew's diagnosis. Like the, the, the info that I knew was about ATP and working out, like being a personal trainer. So I didn't have any idea. So once we got our diagnosis and started learning more about it, I have to agree. Like it, it's super fascinating, especially if you can just, it's hard when, when you're a parent or a family member that of someone that has mito, it's hard to like separate yourself from what is happening, but the education behind it is just crazy. And the more you dive into it, the more you realize just how involved it is and how, like, I, I don't understand still to this day, I don't understand how we don't know more about it in school. Cause it's so important. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, um, so, Oh no, go ahead. Oh no, that's fine. I was just gonna say um, one one big focus of the lab that I work in um, is mitochondrial proteins that have unknown functions. It's really shocking how many mitochondrial proteins. I mean, we we can think of proteins as you know these little machines that do jobs inside the cell and inside mitochondria, but like a lot of them, we don't even know what they do at all. We don't even have the faintest idea, and that's why it's like a really rich area for research too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so you said that you, you worked, have you worked with Mito families or Mito patients or anything like that? Yeah. So since, um, joining my lab, I've had the opportunity to do some outreach with Mito families. And honestly, it's been one of the coolest parts of working in a mitochondrial biology lab. Um, I've done some outreach stuff with, um, the, um, UMVF, 
um, and especially related to like the, um, they do a um, energy for life walk in Southern Wisconsin that I've been able to go to and meet a lot of families. And then we also had an outreach day at my lab where people were invited to come and learn more about the research that we do. So that was like a really cool thing to be a part of. And I hope to kind of get involved with more stuff like that in the future. That's awesome. So I, I was part of energy for life last year, obviously it was virtual. Um, but it was really cool just to learn that they had a walk out there. Um, I'm hoping someday that I'll be able to travel and, and participate in person. Um, but we do something similar here too. We do, it's called the Mido 5k. Um, and this year for a virtual, again, we're doing a 5k and a 15k, but it is really cool. It's a unique experience because you get to meet all of these different families. And I'm sure as you know, like mitochondria, there's so many different types of diseases and dysfunctions. And here in San Diego, all of our families that have been affected, there's none of us are the same. Every single one of us has a different diagnosis. Um, so it's, it's unique because you get to go to these functions and learn about these families and see them up close and, and it makes it hit more, more at home for you. Yeah, for sure. I think um, the, the cool thing about doing some um, outreach in the same area. So like just working primarily with Mito families in Wisconsin um, was getting to kind of see some of the same families and the same um, people who are affected by Mito um, at both both of the events that I've really been part of. Um, because, you know, once you once you learn a little bit about their specific condition and you talk to them about kind of what their journey has been, you feel like this real connection to learning more about it and also like sharing how the work that I do might, you know, possibly influence that, even if it's just in a really small way. So, yeah. I think one of the things that we find with families with um, children, or even if they're adults and they have mitochondrial disease, is that um, although they say it's rare, it's not necessarily rare, it just goes undiagnosed so much. Um, and I know one of the things that we were able to do with the Mito 5K the first couple of years is actually pay for um, a research assistance with one of the doctors um, at UCSD that we work with. And um, it just seems that because it's, it's rare in the sense that a lot of doctors don't even really know about it, or if they do, they just don't know very much about it. So it's so important that we have people in the research field of mitochondrial biology. So do you feel um, that there's more of an interest lately or now? Do you have a lot of other grad students with you that are in your program studying this? Um, for sure. So I think it's kind of an interesting story because back when mitochondria were first discovered, there was, you know, a lot of hype around them. And I mean, you know, this was a long time ago, so it's not like it was a current development. But then kind of after a while, that interest died off because people had really locked themselves into this mindset that mitochondria were all about energy metabolism. But then as people started to discover that there were a lot of other pathways and functions inside mitos, that interest in research kind of, I think, rejuvenated and people were interested again in studying it. There are a lot of awesome labs all over the country that are studying mitochondria related issues, both, both disease and just basic science. So my work is more in the basic science side, which means that it doesn't have like a direct clinical relevance, um, but instead looking at the underlying functions in mitochondria that then could possibly be translated into a clinical setting. Um, I, when I first joined my lab, I had the opportunity to go to a really cool conference that's focused on mitochondrial biology and just hearing all the talks that were all about, you know, really the breadth of mitochondrial biology 
and even like weird topics you wouldn't expect like you know just like the very like smallest process like people can be studying that and trying to learn more about it so it's really cool yeah that is um, really awesome i have a degree in biology and we never had anything like that offered i'm much older than you but um you know, there weren't programs that was definitely not a mitochondrial biology class or lab or anything like that. It was just kind of the basics, um, even in biochemistry. Um, I know we studied obviously the different processes and things, but it definitely wasn't anything specific about um, the mitochondria or a lot of time wasn't spent on that. So it's really amazing to see that because that's you know, all the, all this research going in is the only way that we're going to find different treatments eventually and a cure in the clinical setting and having a son with it. It's, it's extremely important. So I appreciate what you and your, your grad students and everyone is actually doing because it's so important to us. Sure. And just to kind of speak to like the, what you brought up a minute ago about maybe a lot of doctors, they haven't even heard of mitochondrial disease. Um, another thing that I was able to do at Wisconsin um, was to teach a mitochondria focused, um, what's called a, a journal club class, which is where the group of, a group of senior undergraduates get together and discuss current research that's going on in a field. So um, for that, I was, I was teaching that and you were able to pick, you know, whatever topic you wanted. So I did it about mitochondrial biology. Um, and a lot of students in that class were actually pre-med and they were super like interested in the idea of mitochondrial disease. So I don't know, I feel like, I hope some of them will remember it and, and keep it in mind one day when they become, you know, future doctors, they will have that in mind, just even in the very back, you know? Yeah, exactly. And there's so much research showing the connections now to all the different diseases that are out there that it's many at times it's mitochondrial dysfunction. So I think there is definitely a heightened interest in the medical field with mitochondria right now, which is, which is great. Yeah. I, actually, sure. I love that because Megan and I were just talking about that a few months ago, or maybe it was longer. It's probably a year ago, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but just the fact of being able to go, like, like you said, teaching a class like that, it's so incredible to do that because you don't know what every before that class like you don't know what their education has been up to that point what the emphasis has been in how much they've actually been able to explore mitochondria because I think if people more people heard about it and were taught about it there would be more interest so Megan and I were talking about how like I was like how how can I become like a teacher for one day in nursing school like or for like a week or just to be able to explain to all these people coming out into the medical field about this almost invisible disease just because people don't um, get to hear about it. Um, sorry, my phone is going off and <laughs> everybody should know I'm on a podcast. <laughs> it's four o'clock. <laughs> um, but I think that's awesome that you got the opportunity to be able to teach a class like that. That's really cool. Thanks. I, I really enjoyed teaching it. Um, the, the students were excited to learn about it. So it was cool. So what do you think you will want to do after grad school? What are your plans? Um, so I'm not fully sure yet. Um, I think um, most people who get their PhD in biochemistry, they might stay in academia and be a teacher or they may go and um, do research in industry. I think um, one thing I definitely wanna keep doing something that has this clinical relevance. I really feel passionate about that um, and, and all types of rare disease, mitochondrial disease and other rare diseases. Um, I feel like the, the kind of techniques that we have available now for studying these kind of issues are just really compelling. Like 
as a person who studies more on the basic side and really looks at the, you know, the function of the different cell processes that contribute to like overall human cell function, I really think there's more and more techniques that are becoming available that make it so we can study these kind of things in depth. Um, so I'm really excited about probably doing that in my future career. But I also really love like really teaching and engaging with people is something that I'm also passionate about. So I hope that's also something that I can do um, it, in an outreach or a teaching capacity is like really cool. So yeah, definitely. Well, I uh, was a teacher for about 15 years for middle school science. And until um, I started staying home with my son, but my kids did not leave my class without knowing what mitochondria were and how they functioned and what mitochondrial disease was. And so, yeah, so it's great to have someone like you out there that's interested in that. And even if you go into the teaching field of it, um, you know, spreading awareness and spreading information about the mitochondria is extremely important. Thanks. Is there anything that you would like to add, Abby, or is there any um, anything you'd like to reach out to like families or maybe other grad students or anyone else in like the medical field? Um, yeah, so I think one thing that I would say to just mito families as a grad student who works on mitochondria topics and, and likes to see patient families, I know that a lot of people do like to see patient families. Um, and this goes for, for mitochondria, mitochondrial diseases, but also other types of rare diseases. Like don't feel shy about reaching out to people who are studying your condition. Like when I get that kind of email from someone, I really look forward to that. Like that is an opportunity to engage with people. So don't like be hesitant. And also, especially for like different kind of outreach events that people would like to see in their area. Like if you can link up with people who are studying mitochondrial issues, like don't be shy to tell them what you think you would like to have as far as like outreach and engagement with them because a lot of us are just waiting to meet um, people who are affected by the kind of things we study. It really can bring a lot of passion to the work, so. Absolutely, I'm sure seeing children and, you know, me, well, I don't say adults. It's not like that I don't like adults. <laughs> but when you see the kids that are affected by different diseases and rare diseases, it definitely pulls on your heartstrings. And when you talk to the families and what they go through, I think that that, you know, can give many researchers drive for what they do. So yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. We appreciate you taking the time, especially since you're getting your PhD. It's yes. biochem. That's a lot of work. When do you graduate, by the way? Um, so my program can last like around five or six years. Um, right now I'm in my fourth year, so I'm pretty, you know, pretty far in. Um, I think this is the time when people start to get nervous about graduating or at least start to think about it. So probably I've started to think about it a little bit, <laughs> um, but probably, hopefully, hopefully in the near future. Yeah, yeah that's exciting. Really impressive and exciting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. If you're listening in, this is the Mito podcast. If you have any questions or if you have any, I think you said that. <laughs> Oh, I am going too fast today. If you have any questions or you have any suggestions on any future podcasts, please contact us. You can email us at mitopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and you can find our podcast pretty much almost anywhere you find podcasts. It's on Spotify, YouTube, um, mitopodcast.com. 
um, yeah, go ahead and hit like so that we can see you. And again, reach out. We love hearing from everybody. Um, yeah. Megan, do you have anything to add? No, just thank you so much, Abby, for being on with us and for your interest in mitochondrial biology. And we wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, y'all. This was awesome.